So I've been trying Inbox, you know, the Google Mail client. I mean, you were the one that sent me the invite, so I suppose you do know. Yes, inbox.google.com, although it is for females as well, I should just point out. It's not just the male client. I see what you, see what you did there. Sorry. So very funny. <laughs> I've been trying it out for the past few days, and I'm not, I'm not keen. I think my biggest issue is that I like it doesn't have access to my iCloud contacts, which, you know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, the whole Apple Google thing and never the twain shall meet. Uh, but, you know, I, I I would prefer that it has access to the con- the contacts on my desktop, which, you know, are right there. And this is the same reason that I didn't leave, that I stopped using the Gmail interface. A web client doesn't have con- have access to those contacts. So you've, okay, okay. So you're talking about inbox in your browser. So you've gone to inbox.google.com or whatever and, and using it in there. And you're trying to replace... What? What are you using at the moment? Well, I was using Mailbox, right? And I had heard about Inbox and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we had a conversation the other day where you basically said, oh, look, you know, Inbox is kind of kind of cool. Why don't you try that? And, you know, I'd heard about Inbox. The last time that I looked at it, I think they weren't accepting Google Apps for whatever reason. I don't really know. Yeah, so they first... Like that was pretty early on. They launched about six months ago, maybe slightly more. And back then there was no... I think there was only access for personal... Google accounts, not yeah. Google apps. And then about three months later, they they added like apps access. So my first and most obvious question is, why on earth would you use iCloud for your contacts? Like you say, never the twain shall meet, but I use Google Google for my contacts and they, they meet everywhere. I can get them on iOS, I can get them on the web, I can get them on my Android phone. It doesn't really go the other way though, right? I can't use my iCloud contacts on all of my other, like on, on all of my Gmail like Google stuff. No, definitely not. It it only really goes the the one direction and that's I guess partially because uh you know Google's Google services have been around for a really long time. Longer than iOS? I think maybe. Yeah, yeah, Gmail predates iOS, I'm sure, because it was actually on the original iPhone. You could set up your Google Mail account. Right. So you can like that's that's been around for a really long time. And so it makes sense that you can kind of use your Google contacts on iOS and on Mac and stuff like that. I stopped using Google contacts a while back because it was I was having these this weird thing where Gmail would try to connect the dots and put contacts into my contact book from emails that I had sent or received from people. And so I'd get all these weird like client things and it's being added to my to my contacts and I hated that. So what I ended up doing was I actually separated out my personal contacts from my work contacts, left my work contacts in Google Contacts, moved my personal contacts out to iCloud because why not? And it worked fine. They were great for a while. And then I stopped doing client work about a year or two ago. And all of a sudden, I just didn't really use Google Contacts anymore. You see, I I did something very similar. So I had exactly the same problem as you back in the day. I used, you know, Gmail for everything. And it, it had, in the background, been compiling what it thought was my list of contacts. And before that, I didn't care. Like, I was quite happy that, you know, I'd open a, a Compose window and, and there would be, you know, it would just autofill stuff and that was awesome. And then the iPhone came out and suddenly you had a list of your contacts all in one place. And I just looked over them. I'm like, I don't know, like, 80% of these people. Suddenly it was weird because it was the same information just presented in a different context. So what me and my wife actually did is we just opened another Google account. We use it for nothing except contacts and calendar. And I just turned off that setting that says try and figure out who my contacts are 
because Google's not that great at that. And then I just imported my contacts in. All the ones that were personal, you know, we sat up there, we gave them little pictures, we put in all their details. I've catalogued your birthday, by the way, Jelly. I know when it's coming. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that that's what we now use for our contacts. And I've found, wow, we've used that for a while now. I mean, we've, yeah, I've had no issues with it. The only one thing it seems to keep trying to do is combine my sister um, with my grandmother. And I think that's because she uses my grandmother's email account to to email me. I don't I don't know what it's Or Yes. Or is it possible that she is actually your grandmother as well as Well she's old enough sister. to be and I hope one day she hears yeah. this podcast and, and realizes that. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's I mean it's been flawless. So I now have access to that on on iOS, on Android and they've just recently updated it with a really nice web interface as well. So the other thing that I kind of I kind of really like uh, about about mailbox as opposed to inbox is the fact that it's native <laughs> to be fair their native app for mac is still a bit buggy because it's still in really in beta but it's you know it's a fairly stable beta well so to be fair it's not very good but to be fair it is good is that what we say no 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 uh, i'm saying it's it's in beta so every now and then there is a like a some some weird bugs that will pop up but so and it you know and it's in beta but it's a pretty stable beta it's not a regular occurrence that i end up with bugs it's it's relatively stable uh, as opposed to like i tried um i've tried like airmail and oh man it is it's so buggy like crazy buggy and uh yeah i don't i so don't what, know how they have that on the store what the what store. does a native mail app give you over like a web version like what do you prefer about it well i mean i don't really like the idea of having my mail in a tab that can be closed all the time right it's it's a like it's a communication tool you use it to communicate i pretty much i mean especially when i had clients i had uh, i had it open all day nowadays obviously i don't like i'm not going to be i'm going to be dipping in and out of it but i also you know use it to get support stuff and all that sort of, all that kind of thing i don't like the idea of having it in a tab where it's going to get closed by accident and then i have to go and find i mean that's that's the definition of first world problems right but (laughs) but i you know it's it's software like it's part of my it's part of my workflow that i have email uh available all the time and i don't want to have to have it in a tab where my tabs are are fluid they don't stay open all the time if i have a tab that stays open all the time i don't think it really belongs in a tab i think it belongs in its own kind of environment and that's where a native app comes in right see i disagree with that like completely but this is a this is a personal workflow thing i'm not saying what you do is wrong even though it is but what i do is every morning open my browser and the first tab i open is inbox and i just leave it as my first tab and you know what should i accidentally close it or close the browser it takes literally one second to reopen i mean the thing is not slow to load or or slow to open like it's not a huge overhead and i I don't know. I don't need notifications. I don't like my mail kind of reaching out to me. I don't want a little badge. I don't want notifications. I just want, you know, maybe when my code's compiling or I've hit some other logical break, I just go and check my email. I see what's in there. I reply. I go back to what I was doing. And I've just gotten used to that. Like it's always the first tab in in my web browser. That's just how it is. And I mean, there is one other thing that bothers me about Mailbox. I don't know if they still do this, but you you've got to give them your Google credentials, and then as far as I know, they take like copies of your mail onto their server, which is something that I don't know conceptually it just really bugs me. Like I'm quite happy for Google to have my mail. I've made that decision, but to hand it over to like another party again just to be able to get you know features that Inbox already supports just feels a bit weird to me. See, and that doesn't I mean that doesn't really bother me. I just want a I just want a good app, and I mean at the at the end of the day. 
uh, you know, if Google have got my, if Google have got my mail, if Dropbox have got my mail, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't really care. It's not like I send, it's not like I send naked pictures to anybody except for you. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I do that, I do that through Slack. So, you know, there's, so there's that. But I, I, I just like, it's not so much like any one single thing that really kind of bugs me about, about the idea of using Inbox. It's kind of the com- combination of the two, uh, like of both of those things that we mentioned, the contacts thing and the fact that it, you know, I, I don't want to have it in a tab and it's not really, it doesn't really work with my workflow. Um, but I think those like combined, like they, they make a pretty big case for using something native. The sad thing is there's not really much in the way of native mail apps that are really very good right now. And Mailbox is kind of the best. So it kind of cinches it at this point. Yeah, that, I mean, that brings us to an interesting point is, so you've got Mailbox and you like to have it in a separate context and you like to have it as its own app. I mean, what what do you think of Slack? Because, I mean, that's an app that you open on your Mac. Yeah, well, I mean, I have the native, I have the native app for or Slack. Or do you? Dun, dun, dun. Because as far as I'm aware, the entire Slack interface is just a web view. I mean, you've still got a back button in there for some reason when you right-click. You used to have an inspect element, which I thought was the best thing ever because you could see... Um, all the web sockets they were using. Actually, I noticed the other day you can um, use Command R and refresh, <laughs> but I've just refreshed and I actually just just broke Slack. <laughs> Command R, look at that, nice. Oh no, you got the little connecty thing. Oh, oh wow, that does yeah, that actually breaks. And then like, yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> oops. Sorry. Oh, another tip. This is a, a pro Slack tip. Not that this is a Slack podcast, but you can actually change those loading messages that are in there to really mess with your uh, coworkers. Or my uh, podcast co-hosts. Yeah, in your case. I think Slack is actually down. Yeah. So you, wow, just by pressing Command R, you took down their entire service infrastructure. <laughs> sorry, everyone who was using Slack at the time. It's Jelly's fault. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I mean, I realize that's a web app, right? I've I've noticed that previously. I don't mind. I'm okay with the fact that, I, that it's a web app and... I've taken it down and it had my notes in it. <laughs> uh, now Kids Jelly doesn't know sorry. what's coming next. Next we're going to talk about unicorns, Jelly. <laughs> so I don't mind that it's, you know, uh, that it's a web app, right? I, I, think that that's, I think that's fine. And I don't necessarily think that, uh, that every app needs to be native or every app needs to be, you know, web. I think there is a place for both. But I think maybe it's the sort of thing where it's good to have them in both uh, in both contexts, especially for things like mail and for things like uh, for communication, right? Because um, I mean, they're 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 useful in in both contexts, whether that be in a browser, uh, so that you can access it kind of on the go, or you know, or for those people who do prefer that to have that stuff in a browser, or natively where you know you, you want to have it in its own context you want to have it in its own window where you don't have to um like where it can be open all the time and you can kind of glance over it without having to worry about tabs in your browser all right so here's a, a philosophical question for you if i took inbox and i put it in a window like slack and i gave it access to your contacts which is something web browsers can do would you be happy or would you still want more from a native app look i think the, fa- the the fact of the matter is that it just needs to be able to access the same data that you would from a native app so if it was able to respond to the mail to y- url scheme and also uh you know access my contacts and that sort of thing then that's fine 
I mean, there are there are upsides and downsides to to web apps and native apps. I think people have talked about, you know, Facebook, for instance, famously switched from you know using web technologies in their apps, like you know, for Facebook for iPhone and stuff like that, you know, to to going fully native because it was they found that it was too slow to use web technologies. But I think maybe we're getting to towards a point where that doesn't really matter. And in certain circumstances, I think it doesn't matter in any way, right? Email doesn't need to be crazy fast. I don't need to have my email appear in the timeline, like in, in the inbox, you know, the second that it actually arrived in the inbox. I don't mind if it takes, it, you know, takes a few milliseconds or even a second to come into the into my view. It doesn't matter so much as long as when I click something, it is, you know, fairly responsive. And it's proven that, you know, Google can create, you know, web web apps that are just as responsive as as native apps so i i don't mind i wouldn't mind if it was just a web window but i mean i've tried like the problem is right it doesn't ex- they don't ex- exist as a thing uh trust me i did many searches and um oh you're using, about to get a like, whole bunch of people email you about fluid right now yep and i have used fluid i tried fluid right fluid doesn't allow access to contacts so, uh, or maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. So, you know, if, if you know how to make, give Fluid access to my contacts and make it so that Inbox works with my contacts through Fluid, then that's fine. I, I'm happy to hear it. But I, yeah, I have I found the problem Fluid. there is that Inbox actually doesn't support reading your local contacts. Like, that's not something they've implemented. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's, it's, it's definitely something that uh, Inbox definitely has to implement if they want to make it, if they want to make it work. And they haven't, so... Yeah, fluid is not is not the answer here. No, I don't. I don't think it necessarily is either. And I mean, yeah, it's interesting that you should bring up Facebook because I don't know if you've ever watched any of the videos about how they build their crazy native apps. I mean, they've definitely made their app better, and and it's it's still getting there. But even even the fact that they've gone native, they still do some insanely crazy things. And I think for me, there was a big turning point actually when Slack came out. So I I personally hate a lot of web apps, like, and I don't like uh, people who take a web app and they put it in a wrapper. But there's just something about Slack that, I don't know, it's just really suited to what it is. And I think part of it is that they use WebSockets under the hood to get really sort of fast, you know, communication happening. They update the page. They don't, you know, you don't tend to see loading spinners and things once you're in there. You know, I type something to you, it goes to you, you get it straight away, it goes out to your phone. They've just done a really good job of, of, you know, building that kind of hybrid app. And I think the benchmark for that is if you can get Mark Edwards, Mr. Famous Designer from Melbourne to use it, that's that's the benchmark. If he's happy with it, then you've done a good job. And he loves Slack. Don't tell anyone. Uh, I think it's I think it's you. You just basically told everybody <gasps> anyway. So you know, there's that. Eek. Uh, I meant a different Mark Edwards. Uh, if he's listening. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, I've got Slack back. You definitely it definitely had a problem. Yeah, I sent you a so. picture. They they've actually they've analyzed. Oh, I it. see. The suspected cause is jelly bean soup pressing command. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're investigating connectivity issues and slowness affecting some users. The suspected cause is jelly bean soup pressing commander. That's in their status page right there. Yeah, I yeah, I'm seeing it. I I believe this screenshot that is <laughs> not definitely not at all suspect or was edited prior to actually taking the screenshot. Oh, I've got to give our listeners the best thing about using web apps for your email is inspect element. You just right click on an email, you say inspect element and you just live edit what's written in that email. And then you can screen cap it as if that person actually sent you the mail and have so much fun because people expect you to doctor websites. People expect you to doctor photos. No one in the world expects that you doctored the email. I I have the most fun in the world with that. Try it sometime. 
I don't, well, I mean, that's a, that's a that's a big positive of using. Yeah, you can't right? do that in mailbox. Can you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Look, and the thing I, I think the, the the overall thing is right. I don't mind using a web app, and I definitely don't mind using web apps for for things that you know for for certain contexts. The CMS that we use to upload a podcast, that's a web app. I, I like it so much that I built it. <laughs> or is it the other <laughs> way around? Uh, you know, I, and there are other web apps that I use, you know, use constantly um, to, you know, track, uh, you know, stats and stuff like that about various, you know, various things that I, I have. Web apps are good. They have, you know, they 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 definitely work in, in certain circumstances where native apps really, really wouldn't. But at the same time, I think it's I, I think as far as the email thing is concerned, it just doesn't really like it doesn't really fit within my workflow. And uh I would prefer that I had a native something. Unfortunately I'll never I'll never get it because Google is allergic to native native apps. Yeah, when so it comes to desktop. I think the real place that a native app shines is something like a photos app. Like for example, I use Google Photos for, you know, all my photos. They auto-upload auto from my phone, from my wife's phone, from basically all the phones we have into like a central place. And that bit is is really slick. Like they're native apps on the phone, uh, ignoring the fact that they're linked to Google+, Plus, which is hopefully something they're fixing pretty soon, uh, are really slick. And then you go to the desktop and they force you to view it in a web browser and it's just photos in a web browser really doesn't work, especially at scale, even when you've got, you know, really fast internet. But then you look at something like Apple's Photos app and yeah, okay, that's still in beta or whatever, but it's a really nice experience just to see your photos, you know, smooth scroll past to double click one and to open it. I mean, that's that's what a native app, you know, should be used for. And that's the kind of experience where you're like, nah, like the web is never going to be good enough. You know, give me a native app or give me death. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, right, I like the Photos app, right? You can drag and drop stuff into it. It works uh, works really nicely. And when you do that with web, like when you drag and drop something to upload, you can do that. That's, that's totally fine. The thing that I like about Photos is that it sticks it in its own local database and then it will upload as it gets the chance to. And if I close it and come back to it later, it's still going to be there. Like it's it's saved it, it's cached it. You can kind of do that with web stuff, like there is ways of doing local caching and all that sort of stuff, but nobody implements that sort of thing because the web is a whole different kettle of fish when it comes to you know support for various features. So people tend to not you know not support that that kind of stuff. So it it has an effect on the way that you are forced to use the app. You know it has an effect, and I think yeah there, there are, I think there are cases where you know where a native app is definitely better, and yeah photos is definitely one of those things. Yeah, I mean there are just some things that just work better natively. Yeah, even Slack. I don't know if this is a, a limitation of the fact that it's not native, but have you ever tried to download a file from it? I don't really like the fact that when, like, for instance, if I open this screenshot that you sent to me from uh, from earlier, uh, first of all, it opens up in a weird sidebar thing. That's not what I wanted at all. And I hit the I hit the zoom in button, and I get like I just get like a modal over the top of the window. Yeah, it's not like separate. So if I've got like if I've sent you a desktop screenshot that's way bigger than the window is going to be, you can't read anything. Like if I'm sent like Yeah, I know, I know. What you mean. And then you press the button and suddenly you're in a web browser, which is yeah, to me really yeah, weird. Which is no better. But it would be way better if I could, you know, view that image in just in its own window, you know, like quick view style. I mean, it makes sense in a lot of ways. Hmm. See, this is the trade-off for developers is if Slack was a really, really well, well-built, let's say you got the best possible native developers to build Slack and then you got the best possible uh, web developers to build Slack, I think the native developers would win. Oh, of but course. But uh, I think the difference is that they'd probably take, you know, two to three times as long and then 
the things that they do wouldn't be directly transferable to like Windows, for example. So when you want to get your Slack on Windows, then you have to get another set of native developers and they have to, yeah. you know, build the best possible app there. And then, God forbid, you go to Linux or you just want to access it in your web browser, you got to build the same thing, uh, you know, three or four times. And probably for a company, you know, starting off like Slack, building a web sort of thing that you could use on all these different platforms is probably really smart. I mean, it probably saved them, you know, crazy amounts of time and didn't cost them, you know, huge amounts of user frustration or negativity and things like you don't read a lot of negative things about Slack. Most people seem to to like it. Yeah, I think I, I, I very rarely hear anything bad about Slack. I think the worst thing I've heard about Slack is that people tend to use it as a like as an open IRC thing and then that doesn't really work because it's kind of by invite only and so it is kind of exclusive as a general rule. I think the I think the overall thing though, right, is just that is that you know, in certain circumstances web is really good, certain circumstances native is, you know, pretty good, but I mean, I mean there are things that I would consider like would never consider doing and you doing something native for. Let's say, you know, analytics and stuff like that, right? The a, a native app for that, I, I don't even know what that would look like what would that look like i'm i'm sure someone out there's built it i guarantee it i'm sure that somebody has but i i think that you know there there are certain like it's going to work a a lot better to to keep it in an in a a web format just simply because it's typically something that just kind of works better in that in that flow and it's not something that you would necessarily keep open with the exception of maybe you want to see your numbers all the time. So you have a general, like you might have like a widget or something uh, like, you know, you used to be able to get widgets in that weird dashboard thing. And um, wait, wait, yeah, they, is this still there? There's F12, is that right? I think there's, yeah, you can make them come down from the, Function? from like the. No. 13, 14, 15. Oh, I'm just mashing random buttons now. How do you get to the... Does that widget thing still exist in Yosemite? Yeah, I think you can turn it off. And I think I may have turned it off. There it is. There it is. I found it. F12. Function F12. Function F12. That doesn't work for me. Huh. In Yosemite. Yeah, in Yosemite. I I mean, it's it's F12, but F12 on my keyboard is a like a volume up button. So I have to, hand, I have to hold oh. function down. The FN key. Yeah. And I have the standards, which are a clock for Sydney, weather for Canberra, a calculator that looks like it was, you know, built for Web 2.0, and a calendar. <laughs> I have the iTunes one, which is just a massive empty space and then three disabled buttons. Well played, iTunes. Well played. Mm. That's a great little widget, guys. So I don't know how to. I don't know how to really kind of wrap this up because you know what is better is is a web app better or is a native app better? How do we come to a conclusion on that? Ah, uh, that is a good question. Well, what we do is we now both build a mail client. So I'll build a web mail client. You can build a native one. We'll see who wins. No, we won't do that. Um, I don't know. I think you did wrap it up. I think there are circumstances in which a web app is better and there are circumstances in which a native app is better. And sometimes there is a circumstance where the web app is good enough. You know, if it, if you can build it four times faster and your users don't care that much, then you're probably close enough. But if you build it four times faster and your users hate it, then you probably made a mistake and you should have gone native. And that's, you know, where you're Facebook and you have all these meetings in your boardrooms and stuff with 100 people and you go, let's throw out the JavaScript code and let's build it in Objective-C. That's how it went, by the way. I was there. Boom. 